right, welcome to season five of Inside My Canoe Head. This is a Canadian podcast that's all about the integration of leading an incredible, awesome life, individual responsibility, individual emergency preparedness, and how do we navigate life's incredible, wild disruptions that we see among us. Sit back, grab a beverage, and enjoy the episodes. All right, welcome back to the Ottawa studios of Inside My Canoe Head. I appreciate you joining us as we near the end of 2022, a year most people would say, let's not do this again. So this week's episode, we're going to talk about my optimism for 2023 as an individual trying to live a prepared life. So sit back, grab yourself a beverage. Let's get at it. So welcome back and uh, huge thank you for your patience as uh, we get near the end of this year. The episodes are less frequent. I'm wrapping up a whole bunch of things as I'm sure a lot of you are in your lives and we're getting ready to launch 2023 in a big way and a new plan for Inside My Canoe Head and its parent company Preparedness Labs Incorporated. That's going to come on a separate episode. I'm going to leave the business model the how-to and whys and all that stuff to a later episode in 2022. Today, I just want to talk about being jacked for 2023. And I know in today's world, it's awfully hard to sit down, look around what's going on and be incredibly thankful for the wonderful opportunities that we had this year, the incredible people that we met and what could be in store for us and great possibilities for 2023. I try to stick with my reflection on stoicism. And Stoicism teaches us that at the most basic, everything in life is a dichotomy of control. You have a choice. There are two, everything falls into two categories. One, things that I can control. And two, things that I can't control. And the things that I can't control are run by this phrase called amor fati, which means I simply just joyfully accept the outcomes of things I can't Uh, control. Now that doesn't mean I'm happy about it. Joyfully accepting doesn't mean I'm wrapped in happiness when other people fail or people get into car accidents. It means that I don't allow those things to cause undue harm or influence on me and cause emotional reactions. I basically understand that there are few things in life that I can control. And and those are the things that I'm going to worry about. And it's very like Mark... um, Mason's book on uh, the subtle art of not giving a bleep, right? He he says you have so many Fs left to give. Why would you give some of them up on things you can't control? You save them for what things really, really matter. So I'm not one to make a whole bunch of annual commitments every year at the end of the year. You know, everybody plans to get fit. We're going to lose weight. We're going to do all these wonderful things. And then by the end of January... You're sitting in your fat pants, wrapped in a blanket, eating a bowl of chips, waiting for the next year to come around to give it another shot. No, I try to look at it through the phrase of a goal. What is my goal? Knowing clearly that I'm going to fail multiple times on my route to achieving this goal, but I express the goal. I write the goal down. And I speak the goal on podcasts and I speak it on my social media feeds and I put it out there so the world sees what I'm trying 
to do. So how do I set goals? This is not how you should do it. This is just what I do. I am trying to live a prepared life. I'm not a prepper per se. I'm trying to live a prepared life. That means I am working to wrap myself in my blanket of preparedness so that I may continue to rock an incredible life and chase my dreams. Now, the blanket of preparedness has four quadrants, four sectors of your prepared life that allow you to execute an incredible, awesome existence. One is my mental health. One is my physical health. One is my financial independence. And the last one is my animalistic requirements that are made up of six individual things like food, water, shelter, safety, security, and health, right? So those are your four quadrants. So I make one goal for each quadrant. Very simple. You can follow the KISS principle. You can follow the... Um, What's that other one that has, um, oh yeah, the SMART goals. So you can have SMART goals, you know, goals that are S-M-A-R-T, whatever the acronym is, you know what I mean. Uh, however you want to express it, I have one goal for each quadrant. So I write it down, right? So my physical one is I want to weigh on or about 180 pounds. I want to be able to do 50 push-ups without stopping. I want to be able to do 10 pull-ups without kipping. And I want to be able to hold a plank for five minutes. That's a very specific, measurable, and goal-orientated physical standard, right? I want to weigh about that much because it's just good for my health based upon my body type and height, uh, not because it's any specific goal written in a book somewhere. And the other ones are just measurable fitness goals. That's my goal. Okay. That's my fitness goal. And so I have each one of those for my four quadrants related to living a prepared life. So I have a fitness goal. I have a mental health goal. I have a financial independence goal. And I have an animalistic requirements goal. So each one of those are clearly written down in front of me. I say them out loud and I repeat them regularly. The one key success that I have found with goal setting is the word priority is not pluralized. You cannot have priorities. It's not plural. You can only have one priority, right? In the military parlance, we used to call this the main effort. The operations order given to a battle group has a whole bunch of tasks in it, sometimes dozens and dozens of individual tasks given to, you know, 15 or 20 different combatant commanders that are on the ground and support commanders. Only one is named the main effort. At tells everybody that's in that op order that every single activity you're doing is secondary to this primary one. And if that primary one needs resources, they get them and we will take those resources from you and you will still be expected to execute your task, right? Main effort priority. So at any one time until that goal is achieved, I have one priority, right? One single of those quadrant is a priority. And for me in 2023, uh, that is my physical health. 
because I, I a couple of years ago I topped over the uh, the fifty age group. Uh, life starts to happen. Things start to pop up. I've gone through the whole cardiology thing. I've had a pretty rip roaring experience with this flu and COVID and RSV going around. And you start to realize that everything else to me, now this, you, but to me, everything that happens around me is facilitated by my physical health. If I'm not in the greatest physical health that I can be, then my mental health will suffer. My ability to be financially independent will suffer and my ability to meet my animalistic requirements and move those beyond to a greater date or a greater capability or capacity are going to be lessened. So for 2023, my priority is my physical health. Full stop. It will take precedent over everything else that I do in my life, right? Because remember, this is not when you live a prepared life, you do not make a choice between preparedness and earning a living, right? You know, that work-life balance, that doesn't exist when you live a prepared life. We don't worry about that. Doing, executing the tasks necessary to live a prepared life allow you to pursue your dreams and rock an incredible life, right? One facilitates the other. It's not a balance between time and effort spent on one versus time and effort spent on another. I'll get into that in much more detail when we go into the work episode that's coming. So knowing that, that's how I set a goal. So how do I set my schedule? I get a lot of questions about, especially since I I retired from the military in my late 40s and went on to another career. How, How do you change that? How do you do that? So 2023, I've gone through probably seven or eight Uh, iterations of a planning schedule. Now, there's a whole bunch of people that have great YouTube videos, uh, and I'm going to get my own out in 2023, on how to plan and how to set up a daily schedule. Uh, Everybody's going to be slightly different, but I think the main tenets are principled and worth repeating. Number one is discipline versus motivation. Motivation is fleeting. It can come and go. It can leave. It can be great. It can be bad. Discipline is the art of doing something when you do not want to do it. When your alarm goes off at 0530 in the morning and you got to get downstairs, have that first cup of coffee, put on your sports gear and head out for a 45 minute walk with a weighted vest in pouring rain or freezing weather. Discipline is going when you have no interest whatsoever. You don't want to go. You feel like crap, but you go anyhow. Motivation comes and goes. Discipline is what matters. So you need to have discipline. So in your in my schedule, what works for me, and this is, goes right back to what the military taught me over 20 odd years, is eat the toad first, right? Get the hard work done first. Do the things that are uncomfortable first, and then the rest of your day will feel more free. So I have a schedule where the first probably five hours of wakey-wakey time is fixed, and it's the same Monday to Saturday. No breaks, no changes whatsoever. Uh, I get up at 5.30. I have a cup of coffee, and this is 2023. I don't do it right now. I'm enjoying a little bit of downtime right now after completing my PhD, and I'm eating some fatty foods. But this is 2023 and it's starting in a couple of weeks, so we'll be fine. But the schedule is exactly that. You get up at 5.30, you have your coffee, I do my PT, I come back, I have my, you know, my poop shower shave, uh, my other coffee, 
uh, and then I get at work and I complete the daily tasks for my business that are set up for 2023. Again, what I'll talk about in the next coming video. And then uh, I have a priority task, right? One priority, one project. Again, priority is not plural. In my work, I have a daily set of repetitive tasks that repeat six days a week. I take Sunday off because everybody needs a day of rest and embrace your family and loved ones. But I grind it out six days a week. I have one priority I'm working on and the rest of that day is on that priority, right? That priority in, uh, and I'll just say it now, uh, in 2023 is finishing my book. I've got a book where I've promised an incredible, uh, wonderful, uh, very patient editor. Um, it's about 65% done now. It has to be polished and run through a couple of editorial runs. Uh, the whole point is, is I want to get that done and off to the printing press by the end of February. So when I'm done my daily repetitive tasks that are necessary, so my fitness, uh, et cetera, et cetera, off I go. Okay, not a problem. Uh, the rest of the day is working on that book. Um, but what Franklin Covey has said, and I took a Franklin Covey course back in the year, oh, let me say it was 1998, and I was working at a recruiting center, and I got this opportunity to go on a day-long course about a Franklin Covey uh, work schedule. And it stuck with me since then. And there was an article uh, that my boss, my old uh, OC, used to send around called sharpening the saw. And it's the old adage you hear, if uh, I was given eight hours to cut down as many trees as I could, I would spend the first four hours sharpening my saw so that the last four hours were as productive as possible uh, with the sharpest saw possible. Uh, there's something in every day for you, right? So what are you doing every day for you as a human being? You got the repetitive task down, um, You've, you've, you've got your one work priority, like your actual work, you're doing your thing. But what are you doing for you? For me, it's reading. I have an insatiable appetite for learning, right? It's why I completed a PhD in my 50s. Uh, it's why I've signed up um, to do some statistics classes in the new year because there's a certain part of statistics I don't know very well and I have to learn better. Uh, I, I have this nonstop lifelong desire to learn as much as I can. So I read. I read every day. I read different books. I read books about thinking. Um, right now I'm reading a book, the, uh, the End of the World is Just the Beginning by Peter Zion. It's about how the 2020s are reorganizing the world order. Uh, right after that, I have Apocalypse Never by Michael Schellenberger. Uh, I've read a bit of that, but I'm going to go back and finish that book. It's just about how the climate crisis is in fact not a climate crisis it's we're humans adapting versus fighting the climate um anyhow that's the idea of doing something for you and you know some people are painters some people are drawers like my son is an incredible drawer and artist and he's always always no matter what pull he has in life he's always sitting at a desk and he's drawing and we, you can never buy him enough books to draw in. And he's a wonderful hand drawer. And that's his passion. And that's what he does. So he makes time for that in his day. Unconscionably, he makes time for that in every single 
day. So you think about 2020, you know, you've got an idea of you set your goals. You you understand that you only can control what you can. You've got an idea of what your schedule is going to look like. Uh, you're making sure you're taking care of yourself. But I'm uh, going to return to something in 2023 that I think is really neat. So many years ago, I wrote a I, I wrote <laughs> I read a book called The Hundred Thing Challenge by Dave Bruno. And it was my introduction to minimalism. And the idea in behind Dave Bruno's book was he just wanted to see for a short period, short measurable period of time, whether he could live with a hundred or less personal possessions, not the ones he shared with his family in the house. So the cooking utensils and things like that, or anything that he shared with his spouse, like a bed or anything like that. It was or towels or anything communal was off, but just him as an individual carrying on and making no other changes in his life, could he live with a hundred possessions or less for a period of time? And then what would that experience be like? So he did that. And I recommend this book to everyone to read. Um, and it just reminds you of the idea of minimalism, which was expanded on in uh, Greg McEwen's book, Essentialism which is another must read if you're looking for must reads. And the idea behind essentialism is it's kind of like what Mark Mason said in his book, subtle art of not giving a F is we, we do, we should only be doing what is essential to us, what we find the greatest joy and happiness in and brings the greatest uh, pleasure to our lives. So you do only what matters and nothing else. And one of the great quotes from Greg in his book is, and this was actually echoed by Matthew McConaughey, the, the actor, when he said, if you want a quick answer from me, it's always going to be no. If you need an answer right now, me committing to something, my answer will be no. I am a very, very quick no and a very long yes. So in other words, the way Greg expands on it in his book is, is that if I look at an offer to do something in front of me and it's not an overwhelming like 90% feeling of what an amazing opportunity this is to do and I can't wait to do it, I don't add it. And I say no to my family when they need something sometimes. And I say no to friends. And I say no to all kinds of business opportunities. I have very, very little time available in my life and I guard it jealously. And the idea being is, is that you're filling your life with, with, with just is essential for you to reach your personal goals. So a lot of people talk about minimalism as and Dave Bruno talked about the 100 thing challenge as this number, right? And I did that for a while. I tracked the number of personal possessions I had and, and it went through that whole iterism. And, and now it's, for me, it's matured to a, when I look around, every possession I have has a purpose, right? I have a series of set of personal activities that I undertake, right? I Inside my canoe head, name comes from my daughter-in-law, but it is from my passion for the outdoors. I have a portage sign tattooed on my arm. I love backcountry paddling, right? And so I've done that ex I've done that pretty much for 40 plus years. So I have a lot of equipment, but all of it is useful and it's equipment that I continue to use on a regular basis when I'm in the backcountry. So it's useful. Um, I love to hunt. 
So I have quite an, and I love to trap shoot on the range. So I have a number of, a sufficient number of appropriate firearms and ammunition to execute that task. I love to golf. I mean, <laughs> I'm a, you know, an, an 88 to a 94 golfer, right? But I love to golf. If I could golf seven days a week, I would, right? So I have a basic set of golf clubs and I have a nice push cart so I can save on power carts. Uh, so I have the necessary equipment to golf. And if you start to look at what you have, you start to understand that everything around you should facilitate the life you are pursuing. Remember, because you design your life. Remember this for 2023 when you're reflecting on what this year might have for you. Instead of promising yourself you're going to lose 30 pounds, which goals aren't bad. I've talked about that. But think about everything around you and everything in your life serves a purpose. And how do you intend to intentionally live your life in 2023? I'm finally going to buy a golf membership and I intend to golf three or four times a week. Uh, I intend to do backcountry canoe trips, several smaller ones. I've got a new boat that I've got to test out. Um, I've got a massive Yukon River trip that uh, that was planned for 2023. It's now been pushed to 2024 uh, because my new boat, I just don't have sufficient enough experience at working with that boat to go on a 21-day uh, backcountry unassisted canoe trip. So the Yukon River has been pushed to 2024, but I need a bunch of... So everything that I'm planning, the intentionality of how I go about leading my life is literally ignoring the world, right? If you can, If you read through everything that I've said today, I have not once mentioned the chaotic, pear-shaped, warmongering, COVID-infected, nauseating BS that the world exists right now. I haven't mentioned it once because I'm going after to live my life within a prepared life and I'm chasing my dreams and I'm going to do what I want irrespective of what is happening in the rest of the world. Now, don't get me wrong. I completely understand and I pay very close attention to what's going on in the world but I very much don't let that influence how I'm going to execute my life. I just have a plan. Plans change. They amend. And you know what? The last thing that I'll say is remember this. Failure is all the road to success. The road to success is paved with failure. And you're going to fail several times. You're going to promise not to eat junk food and then you're going to eat junk food and then you're going to put the junk food away and say, I'll never do it again. And you'll have a good, and then you'll fall off the wagon, right? Failure exists to teach you a lesson. Something I learned in entrepreneurship, 2023, I'm launching the third iteration of my business and the third iteration and, and methodology behind my social media. The first two failed right? Here I am. I've got a podcast. It's doing reasonably well. I've hit download in 45 countries, uh, but I've got a grand total of 30 subscribers on YouTube and they're dropping every day, right? I've got my Instagram to a thousand and I haven't been able to butt it much up over a thousand. So there's a lot. I've tried different methodologies. I've tried some TikToks. I've tried different things and they failed. 
right? So here we are again, sat back, reworked, launching a new strategy. This is what entrepreneurship is like. This is what life is like. You're going to launch a plan and it's going to fail. And you learn from that failure and you carry on. The problem is, is you, a lot, what a lot of people do is they fail and shut her down, right? No, you learn from it. You have patience. As the infamous Gary V says, you know, that's why people fail in this game of trying to build an online identity and become a quote unquote influencer, whatever you want to call it, but build an on online social media brand that they can translate into some type of financial independence. People give up because they don't have the patience. If you want to start a social media brand, and I'm going to talk about this in, in next uh, week's episode on the business, you're waiting five years. Unless you luckily get viral, blah, blah, blah. You're going to wait five years. Do you have the patience to work at it every day, three, four hours, a day, every day, seven days a week, 365 for five years, and maybe you'll be successful? That's the patience that people don't have. That's the failure that happens along the way, and people give up. I throw everything in. I did everything for four months. I didn't. I didn't boom. I didn't. Uh, it's a bust. I'm going to go on and do something else. And that's why the majority of people fail. If you look at people like Canadian Prepper, right? He is the leading preparedness uh, voice on YouTube right now. Uh, he's got about eight hundred and fifty thousand subscribers but he's been at it for 10 years. He's been at it for a decade to get there, right? Everybody looks at him and says, I'm going to start a preparedness channel and I, or what? I'm going to start a channel in my area of expertise and I'm going to get to 850. Yeah, talk to me in 10 years. Are you really thinking 10 years? So this is part of failure. You have to understand it happens. You have to embrace it, learn from it and go from there. So thank you very much for taking the time to listen to us this week on Inside My Canoe Head. Um, thanks for all the continued suggestions. Drop me a line at jeff at preparednesslabs.ca. Go over to visit the websites, www.insidemycanoehead.ca and www.preparednesslabs.ca. Both of those over the next couple of weeks are going through some iterations and changes as we set them up and prepare them for the January, 2023 launch of the new business plan. So with that, uh, continue to listen, uh, embrace your family. Embrace the people you love because that's in the end, that's all that really matters. Enjoy the holiday season, irrespective of whatever spirituality you follow. Um, remember, we're all in this together. Social capital matters. Take care of each other, and we'll talk to you soon. Stay safe. <laughs>